Every year on November 1st, we rejoice to celebrate the solemnity of all the saints. This year, of course, November 1st falls on a Sunday. Normally, it would be a holy day of obligation during the week. But we rejoice because we're celebrating the great examples of holiness from all times in all places. Uh, we celebrate today all the saints, all the canonized saints that we all know and love, and we all have our own favorites, right? I, mean, I have uh, St. Francis of Assisi my confirmation name, St. John Vianney's patron saint of parish priests, St. Charles Borromeo, of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, all those canonized saints we celebrate together. Each one has their own day during the year when we celebrate their feast day, but today we celebrate all the canonized saints, but also all the other saints throughout the church's history, because obviously, Many have made it to heaven who were not officially recognized as saints by the church. I'm thinking of, for example, perhaps even relatives and friends of ours. I think of uh, my grandparents who have died with the sacraments, with faith. You know, God willing, they are saints in heaven. Think of my great-grandparents I heard stories about that were devout. We think of all the people that maybe that we knew that were holy that have gone before us. But also, you know, 2,000 years of anonymous people that we don't even know the names of, but that lived holy lives and are now blessed in heaven, including so many men, women, and children that gave their lives as martyrs for the holy Catholic faith, for the Lord Jesus to witness to him. And we recognize on this day that we are part of that glorious communion. We are part of the communion of saints, of the mystical body of Christ. Remember when St. Paul writes his epistles to the different churches, he says, you know, to the, to the saints at the church in Corinth, to the saints at the church in Philippi, we are members of the communion of saints. Of course, we are the saints, as it were, on earth that are still struggling and striving in our pilgrim way to make it to the promised land, but we also are spiritually united because we all share in the same Holy Spirit with the saints that have gone before us in heaven and those that are still being purified in purgatory as they make their way to heaven. All of these saints, the canonized and the anonymous saints, or maybe even people that we knew, remind us that holiness is possible. Not easy, it's a, it's a struggle, it's a fight, right? But it's not, the Lord refers to persecution. If you follow him and believe in him, he's very clear about that up front. You know, if you're gonna follow me, you're gonna be persecuted, right? So the Christian life isn't easy, but it's possible, and it's possible to do it with great joy and with great peace, and to make it to heaven. And so the saints remind us, saints of all times and places, that holiness is possible. It's achievable in any time, in any place. It's achievable in any background, in any vocation, in any walk of life. Single people have become saints. I'm thinking, for example, of, Saint, of blessed Giorgio, uh, Pier Giorgio Frassati. Pier Giorgio Frassati uh, died at the age of 24 of uh, polio in 1925. He was a young man, full of life, loved mountain climbing and hiking, uh, parties with his friends. Uh, his father was an atheist. His father didn't look very kindly on the fact that he was really devoted, devout, went to church and prayed and stuff. What his family didn't know is how generous he was to the poor, to the point that when he died suddenly at the age of 24 with polio very quickly in like three days, Thousands of people showed up at his funeral, and his parents were amazed. They had no idea that on the side, he was doing all this generous work to so many needy and poor people. Single man, blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, someday hopefully he will be canonized and fully a saint, as it were. I'm thinking of married people that have become saints. Louis and Zélie Martin, right? Louis and Zélie Martin lived in the last half of the uh, 19th century, the 1800s. Uh, a holy couple whose five daughters became religious, became nuns, right? And one of whom, of course, became Saint Therese 
of the child Jesus and of the Holy Face, popularly known as Saint Therese of Lisieux. Why did Saint Therese become a saint? A lot of it had to do with the fact that her mother and father were holy people and led by example, and their house was a place where Jesus came first and where prayer was focused on, right? Married people that have been canonized as saints. And of course, that leads us to religious saints, right? So many nuns and, and religious that have gone before us marked with the sign of faith. Saint Therese, who, like Blessed Pierre Giorgio, died at the age of 24, having given her whole self to the Lord as a Carmelite nun, praying and sacrificing for the conversion of sinners and for priests. She died a very painful death of tuberculosis, but that last year of her life, she offered everything up for the Lord and is venerated around the world. I remember visiting a church in Cairo, Egypt, a Catholic church in Cairo, Egypt. Everywhere you go, St. Therese, right? Church in Cairo, Egypt, statue of St. Therese, and even the Muslims go and pray in front of her statue in Cairo. It's amazing. In any event, a religious saint, and of course, priest saints too, St. Saint Charles Borromeo, uh, Father Michael McGivney, maybe you've heard of Father Michael McGivney, he was just beatified yesterday, that's a step toward sainthood, right? Uh, the church has officially recognized that he's heroically virtuous and one miracle has been attributed to his intercession. Look it up and read the story, it's a pretty amazing story about a baby born miraculously. But just yesterday, Father McGivney was beatified. Father McGivney also died young, he was a young parish priest in Connecticut, and he saw that the, the, the Catholic men of his parish needed greater fellowship and support, so he founded the Knights of Columbus, and also the Knights of Columbus would provide, he saw that Catholic widows and orphans did not have uh, life insurance, and that was before Social Security and life insurance and stuff. So he founded this organization called the Knights of Columbus today, which has millions of members. It's the largest Catholic fraternal organization in the world. Simple young parish priest started it, right? Holiness is possible in any walk of life, in any time, and in any place. You know, I think of places like Lisieux, right? St. Therese of Lisieux. Lisieux is, anybody been to Lisieux? It's not much of a town. I mean, it's a little town in, northern, in uh, Normandy, in northern France. But if it weren't for St. Therese, no one would ever heard of Lisieux. Lisieux is like, it's not exactly a backwater, but it's not a great, great metropolitan city. But she put it on the map because she, you know, even in a little place like Lisieux, great holiness can be attained. My friends, these saints, the saints that we know, especially, but all the saints that have gone before us, help us in three ways. They teach us with their words, they guide us by their example, and they continue to watch over us and intercede for us as our heavenly friends. They teach us by our words. I encourage you, as you strive to be holy like they were holy, listen to their words, learn from their words and their teaching. We have the greatest spiritual, theological, philosophical, artistic patrimony in the history of the world. The people that have gone before us and have attained holiness have taught us how. Take the time and be intentional about learning from them by reading their writings, reading their homilies. Saint Therese, for example, read her autobiography, right? Read, read her letters. Uh, Saint John of the Cross, you can go online and find the sayings of light and love of Saint John of the Cross. You can have them easily on your phone. Simple one or two liners that really are inspiring, right? Let us learn from the saints. Learn how to be holy from those that have gone before us and have achieved it. The other thing we can do is learn from their example so we can follow their example. And a great way to do that is to read the lives of the saints. Right? Read the lives of the saints. So oftentimes, they're so inspiring because again, we realize we can be holy because they struggled. They had great conversions. They had sinful lives. You know the saying? Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. When you read the lives of the saints, you realize that. 
and you realize, hey, there's hope for a schlep like me, right? Because uh, if they could do it, I can, I can do it, right? That's one thing that converted St. Ignatius of Loyola. He wanted to be a soldier, wanted worldly glory, got hit by a cannonball, was recuperating, couldn't read any romances or novels because there weren't any in the house, so he started reading the lives of the saints, and he found himself saying, wait a minute, why can't I do what St. Francis did? Why can't I do what St. Dominic did? Went on to become a great saint, founder of the Society of Jesus, the largest order of priests in the church, right? So let us learn from the lives of the saints. You know, put down, turn off Netflix or whatever your streaming service is. There's like, like every week there's a new streaming service, right? Turn off Disney Plus or whatever. Not that that stuff is bad, but take a break from the screen time. Order, go on Amazon, order a good life of the saint, whatever saint appeals to you, and spend some time learning from their example by reading their lives. And of course, pray to them every day. Now, if you're like me, you have your own little litany, you have your own favorites, right? I've got my own litany that I kind of invoke every day because, uh, so St. Francis, because that's my confirmation name, St. John Vianney, because he's the patron saint of priests, St. Charles Borromeo, of course, I got my whole list, St. Charbel Maclouf, we got a, uh, my Lebanese friend here, I've been to St. Charbel's place in Lebanon, great miracle worker, right? I got my own litany I go through every day. Hopefully you do the same, starting with Our Lady, of course, right? But every day invoking these saints, calling to mind the fact that they achieved holiness and let them continue to watch over us and pray for us and spur us on with their prayers every day. So my friends, let us contemplate their words, let us follow their example, and let us ask them to watch over and pray for us so we one day can make it to the promised land of heaven along with them. Amen. <laughs>